This is episode number 24, Up Close with Lola Berry. Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business. Now, let's go. Now attracting easy money, wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem, we're speaking another language. It's official, raise your glasses. Your business is now speaking to the masses. Ah, school holidays are nearly over. (laughs) This is the last day today. I'm upstairs right now doing this recording for the introduction to Lola Berry while Braxton's downstairs having his breakfast. And, you know, I love the school holidays because it gives you just the 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 break that you need to be able to spend time with your children. Um, you sort of do the bare minimum to keep your business afloat. And I think that's the best thing about having your own business, isn't it? At times you get to really work your schedule and maneuver it. Like I've had my clients book on either side of my the school holidays so I can spend more time with Braxton. And I'm just doing the bare minimum, just one or two hours a day, just to keep things afloat and make sure I'm checking in with Jimmeline, who's my assistant. And then I'm ready to roll up my sleeves again. So by the time you actually listen to this, I'm rolling up my sleeves, the creative juices are flowing, and I just can't wait to sink my teeth back into my business. And I think that's what it's like when you have that break and you give yourself that space, which I'm very, very big into these days is giving yourself space to allow those ideas to percolate. And maybe you're actually needing ideas to percolate in your business now. Maybe you're actually wanting some extra eyes. And in saying that, if you haven't already checked out the Mastermind boardroom sessions, I've opened up to the public. We have two seats left. This is great for you if you are needing some strategies, if you've got a challenge in the moment in your business, if you're wanting ideas on second or third income streams, if you want to know how to scale your business, perhaps you're feeling quite isolated at the moment, being a solopreneur, or perhaps you're a business owner, you've got subcontractors, or you haven't got a coach or anyone to really bounce ideas off, this day is for you. It's an incredible day of high level masterminding. You actually get a spotlight in your business, which means you're actually up the front, you're in the hot seat, you bring to the table what you want us to help you with. And we go through rapid fire questions, really finding out all these different bits of information. And then you walk away with strategies, strategic advice from me and advice from the group. And you walk away at the end of that session, which I normally finish up your session with strategies for you to go away and implement straight away. So if you haven't already checked out AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash intimate group, we have two seats left and then they're gone. So I'd love to see you there. This is my favorite, favorite thing to do these days are these boardroom sessions. Just magic happens. Serious shit happens on these days. It gives me goosebumps. Let me go into somebody who is incredible in business, has gone through highs and lows, and it's the gorgeous, down-to-earth Ms. Lola Berry. Lola has published 10 books, has a huge Instagram following, and is known in the nutrition and health and wellness space. She's actually just launched her newest book called The Yoga Body. Today, we dive in deep, we get close, we actually find out about her whole journey into entrepreneurship. She's a crazy one, she's a lively one. You'll love how real she is, and 
she is going to be the perfect person that we want to invite back to do a gluten-free section on helping you understand the depths of it. Now, you're going to hear her say something today in the interview about sticking something up your butt. Yes, you aren't hearing things. She says it. That's what I love about her, how genuine she is, and these real quirky nutritional medicine things that she has learned through uh, nutritional medicine school, which she majored in, and also has a Bachelor of Health Science. She's been a TV host, been seen in massive amounts of print publication, uh, radio spots. Let's bring her on to the show, Miss Lola Berry. Thanks so much for having me. I'm wrapped to be here. Yeah, look, we, we had to get you on because I said you're the epitome of the show. Um, before we dive in deep about you and all the amazing things that you've done, because we have seen you plastered across every bit of social media. I walked into Target the other day. I saw your book there and I said to my mum, I'm interviewing her on Friday. <laughs> like you're everywhere. I, <clears throat> I want to know, how did you get to where you are? Meaning, where did the, the health and the nutrition and the exercise and you're promoting yoga as well these days, like where did this all start from? Who were you through high school or what happened? Was there a significant shift or were you just always into health and fitness? Uh, well, I wasn't always healthy. I mean, after high school, I became a DJ and um, I absolutely, I was a bit of a wild child. I wasn't oh healthy at all. Oh, my gosh. You're a DJ? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was a, I used to be a DJ by night and a um, fashion stylist and makeup artist by day. I was quite the opposite of what I am now. I was very unhealthy. My favorite food were giant caramello koalas, which I still do like if oh, I'm honest. But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I wasn't healthy at all. <laughs> there wasn't necessarily like a lot of people think, you know, you have to have been through something really terrible to mm-hmm. have had a massive mm-hmm. journey. But like you and I were talking Yes. Just before yes. about your past health stuff. And mm-hmm. um, for me, to be completely honest with you, I was, I was 19. I was dating a really hot guy who was my DJ teacher and I just wanted to feel good on the beach in my bikinis. And that was the beginning of it for me. And, and to be honest, the first three weeks were about weight loss and then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I feel so good when I look after myself, when I nourish myself. So mm-hmm. um I was like, I'm a nicer version of myself. I'm sleeping better. My eyes are clearer. My skin's clearer. So it just, um, the weight loss was kind of like a very tip of the iceberg, That you know, a very small thing in the big picture. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting you say that on so many levels. First one is I actually, when I was in the fitness industry, um, and I was running health clubs at this stage, and then suddenly I think I was 25 at the time, I just decided I wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> so I quit my job, gave him two two weeks' notice, um, and I was managing a few clubs, so it was very bad performance on my side. Um, but I was like, I'm going to be a DJ, and I moved and I tried to mix music, and I was crap at it. And I thought, oh, my God, this is not as easy as what I thought it was. Oh, it's um, definitely not as easy what people, no, as what people do. No, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I can count music. I teach aerobics. So back then it was aerobics. And I was like, I can count music. I can count this in. No, very hard because it was vinyl. I don't know what they use these days. But um, mm. you actually had a really good comparison then as well. So when you started to get healthy and what I said, a couple of things I want to touch on was when I was in the fitness industry, even then when I was young, cause I was like from 
15 started to teach, but by the time I was 21, everything was about how hot I could look. And I didn't care if I was healthy and I was actually in the industry. It wasn't until I was older when the health stuff started to kick in. So what was first for you? You've got 10 books. You're an author of 10 books. Is that right? Yeah, I'm an author of 10 books. Yeah. And the first one was 2010. And um, yeah, I don't know the exact year. Yeah. I was 23 when my first book came out. 23 and I'm 32. So wow. 10 years, nearly nine, 9 and 10 years ago. So how does a 23-year-old say, heck, I'm going to go do a book? <laughs> like what oh, happened? No, I started on morning television. So I got my break on morning TV. I just cold called and to get on that show. And then my website broke on my first segment and people tried to buy a book and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god I've got to write a book so I started to write down a bo- write a book based on all the segments that I've done on tv and that's how my first book came about wow. so it wasn't about wanting to because I don't I never believed I was smart enough to write a book and mm-hmm. then I, and then I realized the power in creating something tangible for people I know how much books inspired me and that's how the first book came about Wow. Okay. So we've done a big jump. So you went from being a DJ to suddenly wanting to look good on the beach and having the comparison then of like after a few weeks going, I feel good. What happened between then and being able to even get yourself a spot on TV? What What's the gap we're missing here? Oh, okay. So I started feeling really good and I started researching about um, superfood. So I was like, whoa, blueberries can cross the blood brain barrier and Broccoli works on the sulfation pathway of your liver and I started researching it. My friend was like, yo, you need to start studying this. And I was like, I'm not smart enough to do a science degree. And she was like, no, man, you've got to do this. So I enrolled into uni, failed abysmally, like I got 31% on my first Foundations of Chemistry exam, but somehow like mustered up the courage to make it up in my final exam and pass that subject. And then I remember thinking – the idea of practicing one-on-one as a nutritionist isn't something that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. And so, I, um, yeah, so I, I remember being very inspired by Steve Irwin. I was like, I just love his authentic passion. And then um, I, I saw my degree as like my ticket to the ball and I was like, when I have my ticket to the ball, I can wear whatever dress I want. Yeah. And so, yeah, so from there I started filming like YouTube videos and I, I had a, a YouTube channel called Fruits and Roots, which people thought was a porno. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then I had all this footage and then I just cold called TV and that's how I started in morning television was technically my big, you would say, one of my big breaks. Holy shit. So, so you cold call to get on TV. Mm-hmm. What are you pitching? A, a show or to be you interviewed? to be on now though because this is yeah, like 10 but, years ago it doesn't tv doesn't work like that anymore. yeah like, but it's the it's the audacity it's the drive it's the unconscious competence you know just to go <laughs> let's just do it no it's not confidence at all mate i was so unconfident until about wow. 30 there's no it wasn't confidence it was just like oh what was driving yeah okay so what was it just like let's try it let's just do it <laughs> Yeah, but driven by passion, very much so. So, like, I just kept making YouTube videos and I was like, I'm just – I remember when I filmed the first video and it was all about folk remedies and I remember I was talking about weird things like putting garlic up your bum to treat worms and, like, just really (laughs) weird stuff. 
And I remember filming thinking this is like I could feel it in my heart. I was like, you're meant to be filming content that helps people. This is where time stops for you. So then to this day it's still the same thing, filming or shooting or photo shoots. That's the stuff I really love and it, and I come back to that moment. I remember that exact moment in time. I remember exactly where I was and I use that as kind of like my compass. If I'm doing something and my mm. heart's not getting that feeling, I generally will notice it and see if that feeling turns up and if it doesn't, I'll get out of a situation. I love how in tune you are with that feeling. In business, uh, we can get pulled off our compass so much and sometimes we're just not aware and not you know, in tune with it or we just don't know what to do to get back on track. Um, so what were some of the major turning points do you think that you did or the steps that you took or some of the opportunities that came about to be able to now build what you've actually built, you've got the Happy Cafe, you've got 10 books, you've got your YouTube show, you've got mass followings, you've got your Instagram followings, you've got a very sturdy business there for nutrition. What were some of the key things that you think that stood out at the start of when you're going in that growth phase that really made a difference? Oh, I'm real. That's my magic ingredient is I'm real. Yeah. I don't give it – I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this or not. Yeah, you like, I don't give a fuck about what people think. So I would rather be real and hated mm-hmm. than fake and do what people tell me to do. Like I'm, it's my one standout. And if anyone's listening, it's not about like having the best business plans yeah. or, um, you know, investing well, like sure that stuff's important, but like, I don't know, like for me, it's just like, I know who I am. I love what I do and I'm not willing to compromise on that. I Ooh, like, I, that. I, I I just think being real, so fucking rare, like really, it really is. Like I do do a podcast probably, I don't know, like five a week at the moment because of the book coming out Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and I'm probably doing, I don't know, like I do do TV segments and, you know, you're constantly on panels and on stage and talking. Real is so rare, especially in the media and entertainment industry. It's so rare and it's rare that you meet people that are doing it for the right reasons. And mm-hmm. so I believe that that's my cut through. It's my one cut through, my really strong one. I love that you're saying that because at the end of the day, you can get found out anyway, especially with what's happening now with, to say, with social media. I feel like there's really two different feelings with social media. You've got people that will be truly transparent with shit that's going on. And you've got some that there's just there's no depth to it. There's, um, and I just think that it's creating, if I think of the pressure that's actually happening for these young girls that are coming through, probably guys as well. But I think, God, this impression on how perfect you need to be and how perfect you need to look and all this surface stuff. But really you're seeing a snapshot of someone's life on social media, or you're seeing these photos that have been beautifully filtered. Um, so I love what you stand for and I love that you just have that transparency and that authenticity for people to be able to follow on. And, you know, you can hear it. You can hear it from the moment we spoke, like I spoke to you. I could hear it. I could just hear it in the tone of your voice. That's a very nice compliment. I just think it's the only way to live. Like the moment you do shit that's not real and mm. not in line, with your da- there's a word in yoga called dharma, which is your bliss or your purpose or your calling. The moment you let that shit go and you're not in line with your dharma, mm-hmm. man, oh, man, shit's going to hit the fan. I love that I have a name for that now. 
Beautiful. Dharma. <laughs> Dharma. Mm. It's very cool. So do you do anything else you've, you you do? What's a life like in your shoes? I know you're busy doing a whole heap of stuff. What's, what's your practice in staying in alignment? Obviously, you've got yoga. Is there anything else that you do, how you start your day, how you finish your day? Do you do gratitude? Do you do journaling? Do you do anything like that as well to keep you centered? Well, I mean, I travel F loads. So like probably every 10 days I'm somewhere else. So I mm-hmm. live a very gypsy life. But for me, and, and, and like I'll go through phases of being really good, like doing meditation and getting clear on my goals. I have a manifesto book, all that jazz. Like I, there are moments where I'm just in a really beautiful flow with that. Generally right before a book comes out, I really knuckle down and I just get into a very, I call it a very clear-minded state. And it's mm-hmm. where you're doing a lot of yoga a lot of meditating, you're doing, you know, you're getting clear on making time for setting aside for goal setting, all that stuff. And then I ride the wave of the beast of the book, which is just yeah. like a constant tour. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side is then you hit burnout, which is where I'm kind of sitting right about now, if I'm being completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so right now is probably a time where I haven't been as compliant with, um, like, you know, those practices that keep me in check. So I don't want to sit here and say, yes, I meditate 40 minutes every single day, yeah. 20 minutes point, because I absolutely don't. Because you do what you need to do as well, because you talk about balance and, you know, we know that there's not going to be much imbalance, especially when you come into to business. It's though, what's the highest priority focus point for that time? And if the focus point is yeah. really like being able to birth the idea of the next book or to be able to really connect with it so you can connect with your readers and that obviously allows you to do the space but then you've got to ride it like you've got to ride that wave like you're saying where it's about the launch and it's about doing interviews and it's going back to back and it's going from state to state and talk to talks and and yeah it's like how do you recover from that so you're feeling like you're in the burnout stage now <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah yeah and so do you um do you actually find that there's something that just sort of because you've launched 10 books right plus you've also yeah. done the cafe and you've done everything is there something that then you just plan out in your diary or is it just like a feeling where you just go okay I just feel like it needs to check back in again yeah yeah so they're just what happens for me is so there's a feeling and then I'll generally ignore it if I'm honest <laughs> <laughs> and then you get and hit then, with a two by four <laughs> yeah you'll get a moment where you're like Oh, I ignored that feeling. And like, for example, after this podcast, I was meant to see my personal trainer and I sent her a text last night and said, mate, it feels like I'm swallowing razor blades every time I swallow at the moment. I'm hitting burnout. I'm going to need to take a day off PT. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so you just take those little moments and it's that power of saying no and going, no, it's actually more important that, you know, I chill for the afternoon or I work on my goal for the afternoon or I get really clear on you know, the things I want to do. But um, I've got an amazing roommate. We actually call each other Diego. But And she, her name is Mandy, not Diego at all. But that's our nickname for each other. And we have a thing like on weekends, we make sure we go to the movies. We make sure that we, you know, binge watch a TV show or have a really beautiful cook-up or, mm-hmm. you know, like I think um, having somebody in your life that um, holds you quite accountable to putting yourself first or at least walking the talk that you believe in. Mm. Love that. Hey, tell us about the happy place. I love the name of it, by the way. So it's called Happy Place Lola Berry, technically. Like, so you see the logo, it's like a little heart and it says Happy Place on one bit and Lola Berry underneath. Um, it's a smoothie bar. 
So it's in Melbourne. It's at the South Melbourne Market, um, and they're really clean, beautifully made smoothies, activated nuts. That means the nuts are soaked and then rinsed before they're used. Um, all the ingredients are locally sourced. It's kind of like your Rolls Royce of smoothies. They're they're not just like a banana milkshake. They're they're like next level delicious creamy gorgeousness so there mm-hmm. um yeah it's a smoothie bar with your raw vegan treats we've got bone broth soups you name it it's a beautiful um little nook in the market and we've got crystals there there's clear quartz crystal in the gra- oh, ground yes i remember seeing that in one of the videos yeah. The, yeah so it's just it's been beautiful to see it come together. It's also been a fantastic business lesson because I'm more the creative and passion girl as opposed to the P&L. And, I was going to you know, ask you, how's the difference? Because yeah. you've got a bricks and mortar business as well now. So it's like before yeah. it was like through publications um, and through just your verbal communication and your presence. So what was that whirlwind like for you? Oh, I'm still learning. I'm to this day. I'm still learning. Like we were in a shareholders meeting last night that ran three hours over what we expected it to. Um, you know, like you, you, you learn. I learned so much. So, and I'm so grateful. Like I've never signed a contract that's a sixty-page turn. Like I've never ha- been mm-hmm. in those experiences mm-hmm. before. And I also am learning. Like um, my shareholders, like they're very inspiring business people and I you know it, I like I'm in awe of them and when I have a meeting with them I'm like oh, I'm just learning so much I feel mm. like this little sponge that's just like soaking I just feel like I'm gonna run with this I'm gonna soak up as much info as I can because these guys are so smart so I'm just feel really lucky to be learning and whatever comes of it is whatever comes of it because I just feel like if I can learn and grow and and become a smarter businesswoman as a result of this experience, then I'm wrapped. Mm. I love everything you're doing. Can we just take a, a pause and go into a rapid fire questions and find out just more about you? Oh. Do it. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Favorite thing to throw in a smoothie? Spirulina, bit of greens. Ooh. Two foods you tell people to totally get rid of out of their diet. Well, you got to say sugar, don't you? Mm-hmm. Sugar and for me, I react to gluten and dairy. So that's the holy trinity, those three. Yeah. Uh, Favourite way to exercise? Yoga. Something you always carry in your handbag besides your phone, your keys and a wallet? Two things. I got my crystals. Always. There's always a good luck crystal depending on if I'm on a date or if I'm on a meeting. Yeah. They're different crystals different means and then the other thing is i carry my scent with me because i love my scent so much what is it like an incense or is it you, you've you designed a perfume you've designed your own perfume no 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 it's a perfume <laughs> i was like you've got something else in the marketplace i didn't know about i can i layer my perfumes mm-hmm. so i've got a few right yeah. Are you a Mac girl or are you some other PC? Apple all the way, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this one's not so rapid fire the answer. That's okay. Best advice that you've been given in business that worked for you? It was my final year of uni um, and a teacher said to me, it doesn't matter what your goal is. She's like, you're the only person that can get you there and you're the only person that can stop you. Yes. Very cool. Oh, and I love that she put the end on that. Yeah. Because there's a saying I say, it's got to be, it's up to me. And I love how she said, like, you're the only person that can stop you from getting there too. Uh, Favourite 
businesswoman. Yeah, Jane Goodall. I love her. She's amazed. She does all the stuff with um, chimpanzees and um, like she's she's like travelled to the other side of the world and lived with them for years and oh. she's all about animal, animal conservation. She's amazing. Favourite style of music? Oh, mate, that is so hard, so hard to ask an ex-DJ. I think for exercise, I probably like good like nineties R and B, and then for I probably like more minimalistic and folksy for yoga. All right, this one might take a while. Just trust your subconscious to bring it to the surface. Proudest memory of business? Um, I was volunteering at the New York Soup Kitchen in lower west side i think the area is so it was a really low socioeconomic area and i just remember filming there for it was a show called the circle at that time so channel 10 and yeah and i cared i was really cared about like what i said and i really cared about like just the way i was and um like the way i looked and i was just being an insecure like 20 something year old and i remember i interviewed this guy and i was like oh why do you come to the new york soup kitchen like why is it better than other soup kitchens and he said oh i you know i've been coming for 13 years i love it here because on thanksgiving they go all out and they put tablecloths on the table and i thought holy smokes here's me caring about how i look on camera and this guy's getting excited for thanksgiving in two months time <laughs> they're gonna tablecloths on the table it was a really grounding humbling moment i just thought lola like get some perspective wow isn't yeah. that interesting just how the information gets served up to you that you're meant to hear and when you're meant to hear it totally yeah 100 mm. biggest tip that you could give a female and she's in the startup and when I mean startup, she might even be in her first two years. So I don't mean like she's just fresh. She might be two years into her business trying to get money in. What would be the biggest tip that you could give her from your experience? One of my favourite words in the entire world is Numbalela, which is an Indigenous Australian word, and it means to live without fear. And I think it's to be more fearless. Mm. Okay, tip for a woman. She's in the growth stage of her business, so she's been pulling in some some good steady cash now. She's ready now to take it to the next level. It could be growing it through team or now scaling it. I oh, So scaling it, far out. I reckon a tip then would be kind of like, like live like limitless, like just live like anything as possible and believe in yourself. Magic moment there when that happens. Love that. Lola, would you be open to us getting you back for one more show later on um, talking about um, one of your favourite subjects of food, gluten-free, and having a, a topic that's educational about food? Would you be interested in doing something like that? Because I'd love to get every you. Day. We have not got somebody yet talking about gluten-free. I'm trying to find the right person. Um, I think you'd be perfect for it to do a gluten-free segment if you're open to that. Yeah, um, all my books PF because I can't. I'm selfish, so I write books with recipes that I need to eat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that you love, right? So if you know you love them, everyone else hopefully will too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. In closing, there's one question I ask every person on the show. It's what's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis, daily to weekly, that makes the biggest difference in your level of happiness? I tell the people closest to me that I love them. I'm working on, like, 
self-love a lot. So I think um, I just do stuff that I love. I'm around people that I love. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, because of the industry I work in, I get used all the time. I get taken for a ride and mm-hmm. and I'll mm-hmm. often notice when there is a friendship in my life that is, that's unbalanced and mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel like real love to me in a friendship or anything else, I'll happily walk away. Well, Lola, you're an absolute inspiration to women collectively, but also to the women that obviously are listening to the show, which is, you know, continually building their business, um, flogging that horse. <laughs> you're in- inspirational in showing where you can go and what you can actually create, creating 10 books in, what, the last eight years and building what you're actually building. Where's the best way for people to continue following you from now? I think you said it was Instagram is the best way. Yeah, I love Insta and YouTube and Facebook. But, yeah, Insta is just Yummo Lola Berry. Nice and easy. Beautiful. Two M's. Yeah. Guys, what we'll do is um, if you on iTunes, you can scroll down to the link below and you will see that there is a link there for everything we've mentioned on the show today and also a link to Lola's website and also where you can get her books from. And at language forward slash Lola, that's L-O-L-A. So if you're driving right now and you can't click that link, annettelanguage.com forward slash Lola, and we'll have all the links that we've mentioned on the show. And Lola, we have to get you back to do the gluten-free show. I think you'd be absolutely perfect for it. Thank you. Love it. Appreciate your time and um, all the best and big congratulations with your new book. Thank you so much. Love it. Well, there you have it, ladies, Ms. Lola Berry. I don't know why I put Ms. in front of it, but I just feel like she's a... Uh, Ms. Lola Berry. (laughs) Uh, Hope you loved today's episode. I want to do a shout out to some of the people that are leaving the reviews on iTunes and take a moment to add a gratitude portion of the show. And I actually start my day and finish my day with gratitude. And I really want to be able to just do a shout out to you ladies that are listening to the show and leaving these reviews. It means a lot to me and it also means a lot to the women that are looking through, looking at what podcast they want to spend their time listening to. If you haven't already, please leave a review. This one goes out to 42 Jane. She says, she's giving me five stars, so thank you very much for that. She says, Annette, you really have hit the mark on what we need in this day and age for business women. I absolutely love your messaging, your first episode and the second episode of Happiness Hacks. I have to listen to that one a few times as you gave so many amazing tips. So thank you to 42 Jane. If you haven't already left a review, please leave one. I do read them and it really helps boost the ratings of the show to be able to get the show out there to more women in business. Until next week, I'm going to leave you with this. What's the one thing that you can do in the next week before you listen to the next podcast that fills up your level of happiness? Do one thing that only you can do. No one else can do it for you. You have to go out and physically do it. Something that creates movement, something that creates happiness, something that fills up your level of happiness. It's up to you to take responsibility of your life and to make you smile. And only you can do this one thing. So go out and do it and be that happiest person that you know.